Hello and welcome to Mr. Sorensen's weekly world history podcast. This week we'll be looking at ancient China. So China's first civilization began near the Huanghe River. The Huanghe River is more than 2,900 miles long. People settled near the river because it provides drinking water, water for irrigation, water for cleaning, it provided transportation for trade. The Huanghe is called China's sorrow because when it floods it can cause a lot of death and destruction. But the floods do leave behind fresh soil for farming. China's geography provided protection from attack too. To the west, China has the Altan Mountains and to its southwest it has the Himalaya Mountain, Himalayas. The Himalayas is the world's tallest mountain chain. It has the tallest mountain, Mount Everest, and the second tallest, K2 mountains in the world. In the north, China has the Gobi Desert. The mountains and deserts are kind of like a natural fence that protected China from its enemies. Where China's geography didn't protect them, the Chinese built the Great Wall to protect them. The Great Wall began during the Qin Dynasty around 210 BC. The beginnings of the wall were not very fancy. They threw together whatever they could find around them to keep a group called the Mongols out. Every time they would build some of the wall, the Mongols would just go around it. So the Chinese would build more of the wall. The wall now stretches from the Gobi Desert in the west to Korea in the east, a distance of more than 5,000 miles. The nicer parts of the wall were done during the Ming Dynasty between the 1300s and 1600s. The wall was effective against the Mongols because the Mongols mostly fought on horseback. With an average height of about 22 feet the wall, for the wall, Mongol soldiers could climb over the wall, but their horses wouldn't be able to, which would give the Chinese an advantage. China is also known for the Terracotta Army. It was built for Emperor Qin Shi Huang, probably around 246 BC. These statues, made out of a clay-like material called terracotta, were built to protect his tomb. Altogether, 7,000 warriors, horses, and chariots have been discovered. Since it went undiscovered for around 2,000 years, maybe they did kind of protect this too. The Chinese calligraphy, or their writing system, is still virtually the same one as they use today. It has thousands of pictures that represent words. There is no alphabet. There are a couple different spoken Chinese languages, but they all use the same writing system. The writing system is something that connects all Chinese people no matter where in China they live. The Han Dynasty is known as the Era of Inventions. During this dynasty, the Chinese invented the process of making steel, developed herbal medicines, and advances in shipbuilding. They also invented the compass, which is used for telling direction, and paper, which they made for trees, kind of like we do. The compass and the paper are two of the four great Chinese inventions. The other two were invented during the Tang Dynasty, which lasted from 600 AD to 907 AD. The invention of woodblock printing is going to let the Chinese make copies of a single page of writing. They could then rearrange the woodblocks woodblock words and print another page. When they had enough pages, they could put them together to form books. The more reading materials out there, 
the more people that get, are going to be able to learn how to read. The last of the four great Chinese inventions is gunpowder. The Chinese will use it to make fireworks and some weapons, but they will not be the ones who invent guns. The Europeans will do that much later. The Tang Dynasty is also called the Golden Age of China because art and literature thrived during this time period. It is also during the Tang Dynasty that the Silk Road becomes an important trade route. The Silk Road is going to start as a way for people from the West to get the soft silk cloth that was only made in China. But it will expand to become a series of routes where all kinds of goods are traded between Europe and Asia. They do not just trade goods though. Things like religion are going to be spread by the Silk Road. Buddhism will spread from India to China and eventually Japan. And Islam will spread from Saudi Arabia into Central and East Asia. During the Ming Dynasty, the most work was done on the Great Wall of China. Most of the nicer parts that you see today was during, done during the Ming Dynasty. The Ming Dynasty lasted from 1368 AD to 1644 AD. At the top of the Chinese society was the Emperor. His power was absolute, which meant he had total power. The Chinese people believed the Emperor's power came from the gods or heaven. This idea is called the Mandate of Heaven. They would believe that any bad harvest or diseases or anything bad really that would happen in China would be a sign that the emperor no longer had the support of the gods and it might be time to overthrow the emperor. Underneath the emperor were the aristocrats who were wealthy landowners. Next came the farmers and at the bottom of the Chinese society were the merchants. Merchants are people who make money buying and selling goods. So. The chance for the five-point bonus on the quiz this week. The question is, what is the current capital of China? So what is the current capital of China? In order to get the bonus, you'll need to write the answer at the bottom of your bubble sheet. I hope this helps, and I'll see you next week on Mr. Savannah Davis.